This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories, focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. I'm Adam Cano, and joining me today is the 114th National Press Club president, Lisa Matthews. Lisa is an assignment manager for video with the Associated Press here in Washington. Lisa, welcome to Update One. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. So it's been about a year since lockdown started. When did the uh, NPC suspend most of its operations? And then we'll talk a little more about the details behind that. We suspended uh, most of our in-person operations in March of last year. The board made the really smart decision under President Mike Friedman at the time to move ahead with the utmost deliberation to close down those in-person services. But we're still doing uh, many things in person. Yeah, and there has been partial service. And I know um, you and I have talked about in the past, you know, take out and even occasionally dine in at the reliable source, the NPC member club. Has that kind of helped people over the last year keep that connection to the club? I think for those who've taken advantage of it, it has. I know that for some of our members, it's, you know, been kind of strange to have to call and make a reservation. But everyone should know that the facility is in no means shuttered. We are open for business or pickup. You can even make a reservation to actually eat in the reliable source. We are staffed in such a way where we can serve lunch or we can serve dinner. Or if you want to go by and grab a snack, you have the ability to do that as a member. And if you want to have a guest, you can have a guest as well. You know, we just want to take the best precautions that we can uh, to make sure that we're following the rules of the district as well as the rules of the CDC, keeping all of the health matters that we have to keep in mind, you know, up front and center for folks because we do care about your safety, as well as still wanting you to participate in things that are happening at the club. I'll go one step further, Adam, and say that we're not just open in the restaurant. We're also still doing news conferences and holding different events at the club. Again, it's just, you have to make a reservation to do it. So both from a booking the space, which of course everybody would be familiar with, right. you know, one of the most prominent things the club has done has been be the host for newsmakers um, and others from around the country and around the world. So journalists coming in as well, obviously would need to pre-register so that, right. you know, track and trace and all that sort of thing. Right. So it's all about contact tracing, which is in the event that someone does come in and they're, you know, they're symptomatic or they come down with coronavirus or they have it, you know, they find out that they have it after they've been at the club. We are responsible as a business operating in Washington, D.C. to have the names and contact information for the folks who do enter our facility. So there is that responsibility on our end. Well, I have taken advantage of the reliable source, both from a takeout and dine-in perspective a couple times over the past year. And and I can certainly say, just speaking personally, that it meant a lot to be able to still engage with the staff and be in the building, albeit under, you know, restrictions that are, are understandable. Yeah, you know, um, our staff love us so much. I have to tell you that I haven't been in the club, like physically, as many times as I would like to, just because of my own physical constraints. 
But when I have gone, I mean, it's like Christmas going into the club. Everyone's so happy to see you. You want to hug, but you can't hug. But it's just good. It just makes you feel really good about still being a member of the club and having a place where we can physically meet up that's safe. Lisa, the club isn't just a physical place. It's one that has a staff, right? Humans who work for the club and help provide all those services that make it a unique place, not just in Washington and the world. Talk about the cumulative effect of the club shutdown or drawdown of operations to an extent uh, from a human perspective, from the perspective of the staff that we have. Something that I don't know if many people realize, many members of our staff are frankly lifetime employees. They've worked for the club for decades. In some cases, this was the first and only job some folks have ever had. So there is a very personal connection to the club, and they absolutely love us as members, and they love the club. They have a really high respect for our business and always want to do the best that they can for us at the club. And I will say that even during our first round of furloughs, which was significantly steep. We still found that even among those furloughed workers, that they expressed a great amount of gratitude to the board and to club leadership in general for continuing with their health care benefits, for the donations that members are able to make to staff. And, you know, we give those gift cards, you know, to Giant Food and, and other places like that. So I think that as hard as it has been for the club financially, it really is a testament to the strength of the dedication to the club that we're still able to manage to carry all of our staff and cover their health care costs because that matters so much, especially at a time when there's a pandemic. And I have to tell you, our executive director, Bill McCarran, hats off to him. Because this has been especially tough for him, but he has been fantastic to work with. He has a great mind when it comes down to keeping us straight on the board and, and giving us the smack of reality that we need to know, that we need to see, and uh, helping us to make the tough decisions and the tough calls to make sure that you know the club is still in a good place financially when we do come out of this pandemic. I'm really optimistic about the future. I think that by the fall, we should be doing more in-person activities, God willing, and the creek don't rise and variants don't get out of control. And Americans, you know, abide by the rules and everybody's wearing their mask. I think we'll be in a better place. And there have been some bright lights throughout the pandemic. I know that the Broadcast Operations Center has been quite busy and yeah. a significant revenue generator when other parts of the business, such as catering, have been, you know, right. uh, you know, depressed. Yeah. Sometimes when I go to team meetings, I hear people say, oh, you know, we're closed. We're closed. No. OK, so in, in December, one of the last news conferences we held was with Mike Pompeo. And then in January, one of the first news conferences we had on site was uh, with New York Governor Cuomo, who had come to D.C. to meet with Trump and then wanted a place to hold his own news conference. So yes, we are still doing those in-person news conferences, but of course we're doing them within the 
safe restrictions that the CDC has put out and, uh, you know, in compliance with D.C. law. I think the most recent one we had was the woman who came up with Juneteenth. She actually came and she's elderly lady and uh, her whole cohort came along and we had a, a news conference there. So we're still open for business and the BOC, that team there, I mean, they are, they're amazing. I've done many of the headliners for this year from home. Fortunately, I've been able to do that, but I intend to be back over at the BOC in April uh, when we host uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I think that it'll probably look a lot better if I'm in studio for that one. But we're able to do these things despite the pandemic. We have the technical advances that allow us to still have our doors open, to still be a voice, to still provide a platform for others to be heard. Certainly lucky that this happened if it had to happen in 2020, 2021, as opposed to 2000, 2000. Or, or 1990, we would right, not, be, yeah. we'd not be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Just so folks are clear, where do we stand within the regulations for Washington, D.C. now in terms of operations for the club? And what do we think is going to happen in the near term? What's allowed? In terms of what's allowed at the club now in D.C., we can have as many as 30 people in the club at a time. So, I mean, you know, that's a small party, right? <laughs> so uh, you can still book a room and have a small party. And, you know, of course, we want to make sure that, you know, we're staffed appropriately so that we can uh, bring in that business. But, yeah, 30 people at a time. You still have to make the reservation. Again, I am really optimistic about us getting beyond that 30 in person. And here's the thing, too. I mean, we can also do hybrid you just have to book it. You know, it's just that one extra step. So I know that some of our teams would like to do hybrid, you know, be in one of the rooms and and still do Zoom. You can do that. You just have to plan it out with Bill and Kate Helster, our membership director, who can get you all set up on that. So speaking of parties, you recently had your inauguration as the 114th president of the National Press Club. Yes. You are only the third Black president of the club, and I believe only the 14th woman. Talk a little about that. What an amazing production that inaugural was. National Press Club Productions, okay? They just really went all out, all out. So much so that I had people calling me asking if my face was actually on the side of the building and if they could come and take a picture of it. It was absolutely an amazing night. I have to give it again to Kate Helster, to Bill McCarron, to Lindsay, to the entire team and the BOC for putting that together. It was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And of course, I had my dream come true, thanks to Mike Friedman, with Dan Rather swearing me in and still making the rounds as me uh, taking the oath of office on the uh, AP style book. So yeah, it was an amazing, an amazing night. But in terms of of the history, I got to tell you that it was really eye-opening for me to realize that there had been so few female leaders at the club in the past and, and Black leaders. And learning that, you know, our first Black member was accepted in, I believe it was 1955, and it was only by a referendum. It's like the entire club 
they weren't very happy about accepting different kinds of people in the club at that time, which is really interesting to me because I, I see people who work in news as like the enlightened folks, the folks who get it. And it was really disappointing for me to see that even during that time that we weren't getting it at the time, but we were reporting on it. But I'm really proud to be president of the National Press Club. The opportunities uh, that I'm having, even just having this conversation with you, I would never be talking about myself to anybody like this. But the opportunity is absolutely amazing. And the intensity of it, the engagement with the staff, the engagement with fellow club members, hearing directly from people about the way they feel about the club, the changes they'd like to see, the level of participation that they'd like to get involved with. It's just really, really a special time. And the all-female leadership team, I wasn't thinking that this would be like the all-female leadership team. It wasn't like a plan. Okay, we're just all going to be all girls. But I got to tell you, this is one smart group of women that's leading the club right now. And uh, it's just a fantastic Fantastic moment to be a part of. So that's president, vice president. Yes. Secretary. Uh, membership secretary, treasurer. Okay, so Jen Judson is the vice president. Jillian Rich is our secretary. Emily Wilkins is our membership secretary. And Eileen O'Reilly is our treasurer. Also, Kimberly Adams is our board chair. It's just just fantastic to be surrounded by such really bright women who know their stuff, who aren't afraid to speak up and are ready to lead. So coming out of this, and we will come out of this during your during your tenure as 114th president, I'm confident. What is the one thing you are looking forward to most as president in a club that is back to quote unquote normal? I don't know that there's just one thing I'm looking forward to. I'd say that there's many things I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to luncheons again. I'm looking forward to in-person meetings. I'm looking forward to parties and I'm looking forward to the awards at the end of the year. I want to give those awards out in person if at all possible. I'm looking forward to hosting Joe Biden in person, maybe Kamala Harris in person. I just think that there's so many things that we have to look forward to. You know, I work for the AP. And I have told our folks at the AP many times that I think the pandemic for many news operations has been really a, a positive because we are communicating now in ways that we would never have communicated before. And we're more reliant on being present when you're on a Zoom call, you know, and people actually noticing whether you're paying attention or you're engaged. And then you're also in a situation where you can be put on the spot. And it's, I don't know, it's just different. And I think that it makes us appreciate appreciate the things that we have more. And I know most certainly I will be much more appreciative of everything that I have once this is over. And just the position and the ability to be in a role of leadership at a time like this. Lisa, thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Lisa Matthews is the National Press Club's 114th president. For Update One, I'm Adam Cano.
Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to Update One Podcast. That's update the number one podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One.